this is always a good meeting when we gather together. We're kind of small tonight, but the Lord is here, and we are privileged to kind of slow down and turn our attention to the Savior, as the song says, to um, look full in his wonderful face because you see his glory and grace. And that's worth doing it. So it's, it's very special. I thought I was, today I've been thinking a lot about what we looked at this morning about full knowledge and uh, having spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I've been thinking about that in light of Proverbs. In, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon uh, writes and tells us a lot about this whole area of life, uh, having wisdom and knowledge and understanding and being able to live your life in a way that is in according with uh, wise living, with wise decisions and things of this nature. Um, we, we see and we run into situations all the time where people have made decisions um, and they, those decisions have borne fruit over the years and you can see all kinds of mess, tragedies and difficulties, hardships that come about simply because they pursued at the beginning a way of life that was somewhat loose and childish, but that turned out to get hold, get hold of them and kind of drags them down and it does that. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking about Proverbs. Proverbs talks about wisdom, Proverbs chapter one, uh, Solomon, it starts out the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king of Israel. So he wrote this when he was king. And uh, the, he says is to know wisdom, um, the skill, I think. And, and I don't know if I could find a definition that really uh, I like, except it is. it does have to do with skill, with proper living and that kind of thing. And wisdom, we know there are two kinds of areas of wisdom. There's the wisdom that we gain by living and learning in life how to handle things like finances, how to um, plan things, and you know that there is there is a lot of wisdom to be had from people uh, that make wise decisions like that. But then there's also the wisdom that comes from God, uh, and and. Uh, that wisdom is is a sensitivity, if you will, of seeking to live in a way that is pleasing to God. That's why the Bible talks about the fear of the Lord is the place where wisdom begins. Is because to fear the Lord, to take him with ultimate seriousness, is the beginning, the first step of wise living and applying um, the truths of Scripture to your life and seeing your life prosper because you're doing that and putting the proper input in it. So anyway, Solomon writes, no wisdom and instruction or no wisdom. I think one translation, one use of that word has to do with discipline. Uh, to know wisdom and discipline, he's writing to give wisdom, to know wisdom, to know discipline, to discern the sayings of understanding and that understanding deals with, with knowledge and things of this nature, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, and that would probably be to be translated to the simple, 
into the youth knowledge and discretion. So he's he's basically he's saying he's wanting to give out wisdom, he's wanting to give out instruction, he's wanting to give out truth, uh, which will instruct, which will guide and give wise behavior, will help that behavior to to be a wise behavior, righteous behavior, righteous justice, righteous judgment. Righteousness is a is a characteristic of uh, living right with God before God. It's a right living, a right handling of things. And you say, well, who is to say what is right? What is wrong? Well, the Bible tells us, and it tells us that, that, that righteousness, in fact, I think of the scripture that says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness, right living, doing what is right, is that which makes the nation strong. But sin, rebellion, self-centered living, uh, selfish living, godless living, destroys a nation, destroys people. And uh, it's like that uh, righteousness is the glue that kind of helps to hold the nation together, whereas sin is that decay which goes in and kind of weakens the bond of people and the society and so on and so forth. And so Solomon is talking about things dealing with righteousness, wisdom, instruction, understanding, and those kinds of things. And that's what that's what we're looking at this morning is that knowledge, that full knowledge in the area of spiritual wisdom um, is is really important in our Christian life. It's a real important foundation. Over in Proverbs, just to, I, mean, I know I'm running kind of quickly, but in, in Proverbs chapter. 1 verse 20, he talks about wisdom in the streets, which is wisdom that is gained in the marketplace, wisdom that you gain when you deal with people. We, we meet in the Bible study uh, at the Ramble uh, every other Friday evening, Friday morning, and we deal with a number of people who are financially prosperous and they are successful business people, and they have a lot of wisdom that they can share about living and about how they have been productive in life and um it's a it's really a privilege to know people like that i knew some when i was up in westchester county at community bible church we had, had some real good friends and i just i had the privilege of watching them and learning from them things that they said um and the, the ways that they acted and uh, the things that they, they they the habits that they had which were good habits and uh, it doesn't mean that they were all uh, equally jovial or had equal personalities. They were different. One of my friends up there was an executive, senior executive of an advertising company, very high-ranking CEO, and he was very quick in his conversation. Whenever I called him on the phone, just kind of humorous thing, I would call him, and he would say, the first thing he would say is, yeah, it's Tom, what do you want? And that was, it was like he was in a hurry and didn't want to spend time. And, and he, he didn't really have a lot of time just to chew the fat and talk. You know, I, I'm worse doing that. And so what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> and I remember when I left, just in passing, we left to come down here. And he called me and he talked. And he just stayed on the line for maybe 10 minutes, just not saying anything and listening as we ch chatted and talked. He didn't say I was chatting. He just was very quiet and, and for a long time. And I received that as a real compliment. I really did. 
What I'm saying is that there are a lot of people that you can learn from. And in this passage here, wisdom shouts in the streets. I think it's just saying that in the marketplace and the way uh, in the business world, there's a measure of wisdom that, and wisdom that helps you to get along in that situation. It says, goes on, it says, she lifts her voice in the square and at the head of noisy streets, she cries out. And at the entrance of the gates of the city, gates of the city is the place where the leaders of the city would congregate and meet. And at the, gate, at the entrance at the gates of the city, she utters her sayings. And so that there are places where these leaders of the city, these um, CEOs and uh, elders and uh, people that have wisdom and have lived, lived and have proven themselves to be um, those kinds of people you like to learn from. Uh, they they are get together and they have their sayings and they have things that they share and it's it's a it's a wealth of good living and they they uh, in that in that environment Solomon writes how long oh naive or simple ones will you love being simple minded and scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge in other words in the middle of this environment there are people that ignore that and that live fast and loose and and um, I wouldn't say casual, but uh, carelessly, perhaps, you understand what I'm saying? And so that they, they, they have chosen to live their life without having, without listening to this uh, hardcore old school um, instructions of, of wise living and handling things in a wise manner, they have gone their own way. And it goes on to say, turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you and I will make my words known to you because I called. But because I called and you refused to listen, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. I, I, this verse, I, by the way, I used with a couple that we counseled uh, some time ago. Now I was telling them, I said, you know, that there's, a, there's some things that you need to really take seriously in your life, your relationship with each other, your husband and wife relationship. Uh, how you handle your finances, how you work, and what you, how you deal with your children and stuff, and that, that you need to practice wisdom in this, these relationships like that. Um, and uh, he goes on to say, here you have neglected all my counsel, and you did not want my reproof. Uh, and that was true with it, these people. They, they still wanted to live in the fast lane. They still wanted to have uh, their cake and eat it too. And uh, it goes on that their world fell apart tragically and some very serious things happened to them. And in the middle of that, this, I, I thought about this verse, uh, in the middle of that, they say, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock at your, when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently but they will not find me. In other words, what he's saying there, at least that's what it looks like to me he's saying there, is that you fail wisdom, you fail to take it seriously, you fail to learn, and here's where mom and dad come in, you fail to learn from your parents and people who have wisdom and they put input in your life and you go your own way and do your own thing. It may seem harmless, but it ends up uh, falling in around you. And when it really comes down around you, you can cry and yell and scream and, and it doesn't do any good. Wisdom does not have a, doesn't listen to you. You are, you are beyond that point, unless the infinite mercy and the grace of God, and that's why I want to come here because we're talking about Jesus and his sacrifice. 
overrules that and you've got people that pray for you that's so important to have people that pray for you and hold you up before the lord because sinful living and and the lack of wisdom pays a pretty severe price in your life but if you listen to the radio program unshackled it's always full of stories of people who have lived that way they've come to the end of their cells they recognize that they ignored wisdom and they fall on their face and repent and God's mercy and God's grace is there. And he allows these things, and many times these things become the instrument that gets our attention and turns us from our own selfish way to the Lord. And that's what that's what this, this I see in this. I'm not going to continue reading it. The, the verse goes on, chapter 2 is full of that. talks about receiving my words, treasuring my commandments, make your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding. If you cry for discernment, lift up your voice of understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. The Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. I'll stop there. The Lord is the place to go. If your life is falling apart, if you're having, if you're reaching the end of your rope, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Uh, you can go off and, and do all kinds of um, exercises to try to uh, straighten your life out and uh, straighten your problems out and but then you can come back and you can end up going right back to the same old old ditch so to speak and uh, feel like that the, the you not even face yourself in the mirror and you feel terrible and you end up wanting to take your life because that seems to be the only solution that you can find but it isn't the solution but coming to the savior and throwing yourself on his mercy is the solution because he died the paper I said, what does is, what is, uh, Romans 1.16 say? Paul, in, in, in a day in which um, he was in prison, or he didn't write Romans in prison, but he had been in prison for the gospel, and people, a lot of people were kind of embarrassed about Paul. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And the reason I'm not ashamed because in it is the power of God for salvation, or you could also translate it deliverance. God's gospel will deliver but he's not going to do it if we come to him trying to manipulate him as a magic genie to get what we can and then go our own separate ways. You can't outsmart him. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's best. He's there. He loves you and he cares. So um, there's struggles in my life. There's struggles in your And there are struggles in my life. There really are. And I'm sure there's struggles in your life. Cast your care upon him because he really does care for you. And his mercy and his grace is sufficient. So I want to lead us in prayer. We're going to be remembering the Lord here, and we have things to share. We're all in the same boat of, of being his children. Uh, I told somebody the other day, um, I think it was at Lowe's, come out to the hospital being full of people that judge. I mean, the church being full of people that judge. And I say, well, it's really not full of people that judge. The people outside may think it's they're judging because they talk about sin and stuff, but it's full of people that are sick and need help, people that are in recovery, people that are, are are really in need of help from the Lord and supporting each other and encouraging each Recording other in and, progress. and trying to help each other. And so that's what this is. It's, that's why we're here. We're here. We have not arrived. We are all in the process of coming and surrendering and serving the Savior and growing in his infinite. He's the one that's, he is a shepherd. He's the one that uh, that works in our hearts and, and helps to make us what we ought to be. So let me go in prayer. I'm not going to um, close in prayer. 
I'm going to stop. And Larry, do you mind closing it? Apparently? And one other thing, do we have? Is anybody going to do the elements? You want to? Okay. Very good. Let me pray. Father, I do thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. We're talking about wisdom, knowledge, instruction, discernment, and we know that your word is the source of wisdom. Help us to not take it for granted. Help us help me not to walk away from it because I have something else that's more important. I can't have anything more important. That is true. Many times I'm while I'm going to the word, I'm thinking about other things I need to do. And I need to discipline my mind, I need to discipline my thoughts. Help us to do that and help us to come to your word and your truth. Debate in the word that comes from your mouth. And to wash ourselves clean by your spirit, by your grace. And to ride, it, I guess, a good way of saying it is the crest of the wave that we we seek to follow you and to live for you and to honor you. And you, you've told us in scripture that um, you will use us and make us instruments. I think Hebrews says that uh, while we suffer and are mistreated, uh, we are mistreated um, many times by people who hate you and want to run away from you, but you have called us um, people of whom the world is not worthy, not because we are super saints, but because we are seeking to live for you and to put our faith and trust in you and trust you to serve you. Help us to do that. Help us not to do it arrogantly. Help us not to do it boastfully. Help us to do it humbly because that's the only way that you receive. You give grace to the humble. Help us to do that. And help us to be used of you in these days, these very confusing days, these very trying days. Help us to be used of you to set the straight, to set the course straight and to be a clearer word for your glory. I thank you for this time that we have this morning or this evening to look at uh, communion, to look at the Savior, to behold him. And I pray that if there are things in our lives, my life, that would hinder that, that you would bring it to my attention, bring it to our attention, help us confess those things. For this is a very special, a special time together as your family as we gather around you this evening.